Welcome to Stories of Rune Terra. My name is Guy Black, or Ravenhood on the Interwebs, and I'm just a humble storyteller here to draw you into the vast world of Rune Terra by Riot Games. The Riot Games community has crafted an incredible universe where, just like in our world, greed and ambition has consequences. Each week, we jump into the Riot Games universe and narrate something from the world of Rune Terra off of the Riot Games universe site. Think of this entire thing as an audiobook of League stories and lore made by yours truly. This week's story, and you guessed it, another fan request, is Cassiopeia, The Serpent's Embrace. And now for my terrible impression. Secrets are sharper than blades. Cassiopeia is a deadly creature bent on manipulating others to her will. Youngest and most beautiful daughter of the noble Ducoteau family of Noxus, she ventured deep into the crypts beneath Shirima in search of ancient power. There, she was bitten by a gruesome tomb guardian whose venom transformed her into a viper-like predator. Cunning and agile, Cassiopeia now slithers under the veil of night, petrifying her enemies with her baleful gaze. Hello, uh, fans, and I... I mean, I'd like to call you friends, even though I have never actually met any of you. I've had some conversations online and whatnot. Thanks again for listening. I appreciate it. I'm looking at taking a break coming up. Uh, I am in the midst of a rather chaotic uh, quarter as a teacher, so I might take a break from recording for a week or two. Uh, But more on that later. I don't have it planned yet. Just want to let you know that'll probably be coming up in uh, a while. Today, again, is another fan request from Cassiopeia. You can leave me reviews or share the podcast online on your favorite platforms. All of that is greatly appreciated. And if you've got a champ that you would like me to narrate, just hit me up at storiesofruneterrapodcast at gmail.com or Ravenhood on any of the social medias. Thanks again for listening. And now to our story. The youngest child of General Ducoteau, Cassiopeia was born to a life of possibility and privilege among the Noxian noble houses. From an early age, she displayed a keen mind and a sharp wit, while her sister Katerina flourished under their father's tutelage. It was their mother, Soriana, in whose footsteps Cassiopeia would follow. A hero of Noxus's expansion into Shurima, General Du Coteau eventually sent for his family, installing them close to the governor of the coastal city of Erzeris. Surrounded by strangers in an unfamiliar land, Cassiopeia remained close to her mother, learning much of politics, diplomacy, and subtle influence. As she grew, Cassiopeia could not help but glimpse other hidden concerns with Soriana, beyond those of the Empire. One day, quite unexpectedly, Soriana collapsed in the family residence. Her hairbrush had been laced with caustic venoms by an unknown hand, leaving her close to death. General Ducoteau was well-versed in the ways of an assassin, and so he had all the household staff removed, leaving his wife and daughters alone in an empty house. Still little more than a child, Cassiopeia never left her mother's bedside. While Soriana's recovery took many months, the bond between them became stronger than ever before. 
When the general was recalled to Noxus to prepare for the long-awaited invasion of Ionia, he took Caterina with him, but Cassiopeia remained in Resursus. Seemingly relieved, Soriana confided in her daughter that she belonged to a clandestine and secretive cabal, known by some as the Black Rose. Having guided the empire for centuries, they had finally managed to spread their influence into Shurima. Now free of her husband's watchful eye, Soriana's real work could begin. In time, under her mother's tutelage, Cassiopeia blossomed into a young woman of tremendous beauty, cunning, and intelligence, if somewhat lacking in empathy. She saw those around her as tools to be used in achieving her goals, and then cast aside just as quickly. Though she had barely reached the cusp of womanhood, she was initiated into the Black Rose by hunting down and eliminating those who had sought the death of her mother. She surprised even Soriana with her speed and efficiency and left no trace of her activities, or her proxies, behind. Only then was Cassiopeia made privy to the Cabal's broader plan for Shurima. Using her family's tremendous resources, she undertook a number of expeditions into the deep desert, raiding ancient ruins with the help of a local mercenary named Sivir. Her efforts were made all the more urgent when the word reached Urzeris from the capital. Grand General Borum Darkwill had been deposed by Jericho Swain, and a number of noble houses had chosen to honor his coup, including Du Coteau. Outraged and disgusted by her husband's betrayal, and fearing that all members of the Black Rose were now in jeopardy, Soriana became desperate. She dispatched Cassiopeia to seek out the godlike power that had been the key to Shirima's supremacy in ages past. Cassiopeia swore she would return with a weapon ready for the looming secret war, or not at all. Fulfilling this oath would leave her changed forever. Upon unearthing a long-lost tomb of the mythical Ascended, she knew this was the threshold to the power she sought, and intended to dispatch all witnesses from her expedition before claiming it. The guide Sivir was the first to fall to Cassiopeia's blade, but then an ancient stone tomb guardian reared up and buried its fangs into her flesh. Overcome by its arcane toxins, she was carried back through the desert by her hired soldiers, screaming as her body twisted into something new and unspeakable. Cassiopeia locked herself in the disused crypt of the Urzeris residence and endured the untold agonies of this transformation. Gone was the brilliant and beautiful daughter of Soriana du Coteau, replaced by a monstrous, slithering creature that skulked in the shadows, spitting poison and crushing stone as easily as glass. For weeks, she wept and howled, grieving her lost life, until the day she could weep no more. She dragged herself up from the depths of despair, determined to accept, and maybe even someday embrace, her fate. It was not the ascension she had hoped for, but Cassiopeia had unearthed the magic of dead Shuriman gods. She would turn it to the schemes of the Black Rose, just as she and her mother had planned, and she could feel this power growing within her, day by day. Though, into what, even she cannot guess.
Today's short story is entitled The Shedding of Skin, written by Raelia Hyde. Cassiopeia reclined against the crenellated rooftop and gazed over the winding alleys and crowded streets of Resursus. A Noxian possession for years, the coastal city still refused to completely embrace its new identity. It felt ancient and quietly resistant to the future. So Shereman. Untroubled by the cool night air, Cassiopeia wore a shift of translucent silk which revealed the transition at her hips where soft skin merged into sinuous, overlapping snake scales. The scent of roasted meat wafted up to her hidden airy, but it could not mask the vile stench of thousands of people living on top of each other. Her mouth burned as noxious venom mingled with her saliva. She flexed her muscular tail, cracking the stonework and sending crumbled fragments to the streets below. Rats scattered from the falling stone, Filthy street urchins dashed around street corners as hooded figures whispered in the shadows, and burly soldiers staggered in and out of taverns. All were oblivious to the predator lurking in the darkness above. Cassiopeia brushed a taloned hand against her scaly side, her serpentine finger concealed by the shadows. Once, she had been a powerful figure in Noxus. Assassins killed at her slightest whim. Soldiers spilled their darkest secrets, and generals willingly followed her counsel in the hopes of patronage. Cassiopeia sighed. These days, she emerged only under cover of night. No longer was she an influential voice in Noxian society, not since she had been reduced to this grotesque abomination in hiding. Upon her return from the desert, Cassiopeia had hidden within the crypt of her family's residence, fearful of her transformation. She remained alone in the cold, dank vault for weeks, filled with disgust for her serpentine body and mourning the loss of her aristocratic life. Eventually, a growing desire to hunt overwhelmed her, and she ventured out to roam the city by night as the household slumbered. Cassiopeia put aside her reverie as a broad-shouldered soldier in a leather breastplate stumbled from a tavern, drink in hand. Finally, this was the man she'd been waiting for. She trailed his movements from above, following him silently over fortress walls and archways until he entered an empty courtyard. Ah, perfect. Cassiopeia slithered onto an adjacent roof, eyes glinting with predatory thrill. Her figure cast a shadow across the soldier, and he turned, drunkenly defiant. I know you're there. Show yourself, he said. Cassiopeia's tail twitched in anticipation, her forked tongue extended, tasting the air. She drew the sweet scent of his blood into her lungs, and then exhaled with great satisfaction. Find me face to face, he shouted. I ain't going to be stalked like some animal. Cassiopeia let out an angry hiss. By the time the soldier looked up, she'd slid to the opposite side of the courtyard and perched directly above him, remaining out of sight in the shadows. You consider yourself better than an animal, do you? She said. The man's head turned abruptly, trying to pinpoint the sound of her voice. How'd you get across so fast? He said, his wavering tone betraying his false bravado. Even beasts are nothing to your savagery. 
Cassiopeia replied. Breathless, he edged away, looking for an escape. He hammered his fists against every door, but each was bolted shut. Cassiopeia imagined his mind racing to solve the riddle of who was hunting him and why. He unsheathed his sword, turning on the spot, unsure of where to direct his threat. You don't want to cross me. I've gathered the enemies worse than you. No, not just enemies, Cassiopeia replied. I've seen your handiwork. You're not the only one who creeps about in the dark. She spat a bileless wad of venom as he turned towards the sound of her voice. The man howled in pain, coin-sized holes burning through his armor and into his skin. She inhaled the satisfying sear of burning leather and flesh. The man brandished his sword. Who are you? Why are you doing this? I've been watching you, replied Cassiopeia. I know what you are, what you do. What I do is no business of yours. I know you're murdering children for drake meat. I hear it's quite lucrative. The man tried to pry open the shutters of a nearby window with the flat of his sword, but they too were bolted shut. Then there's been three tavern wenches, said Cassiopeia. Sarmella, Elmin, and Lix. They were found in the river yesterday. Their faces were hardly recognizable once you finished with them. She relished the thought of sinking her talons into his flesh. The man readied his stance. You can't fight me from the shadows. Show yourself. Very well, Cassiopeia said. She slithered down to the courtyard and rose to her full height. The man's eyes widened in horror, his hands trembling. Cassiopeia stood head and shoulders over the man, glaring down with narrowing eyes. A monster! he cried. <laughs> monster, murmured Cassiopeia. Not the worst I've been called. She slid left and whipped her tail across his legs, effortlessly knocking him to the ground. Curling her tail around his chest, she squeezed his ribcage tighter and tighter, sensing his pounding heart straining beneath her grasp. She heard bones crack. She resisted the urge to break him completely and released her grip. He crawled to his sword, grasping it in desperation. She so enjoyed watching him tremble. She circled him slowly. He met her gaze and stared in slow recognition. I, I know your face, Lady Cassiopeia, he said. Look at you. Point to the ground. He pushed himself onto his feet with his sword. <coughs> you chase drunkards like me through filthy gutters of this city now, is that it? And the man spat a wad of blood. <coughs> From such great heights we fall, eh? She hissed, exposing dripping yellow fangs. Cassiopeia's gaze bored into the man's eyes, locking them in a cold-hearted bond. She screamed, pouring all of her rage into the cry, fury at the unfairness of her current state, anger at the loss of her privileged life, resentment for her failed ambitions. 
she channeled it all into the screeching, mind-treading wail. And as she screamed, her fury was replaced with joy. It felt like she was floating, her potential for greatness infinite, every fiber of her being sang with ancient power. Searing emerald light blazed from Cassiopeia's eyes, and the man's final panic was outlined in silhouette as he petrified from the inside out. His stare hardened, grayed, and stiffened. His last cry of terror stifled as her curse transformed his flesh to stone. Cassiopeia slithered up to the statue and softly caressed its hard cheek. What was once skin fractured into a grisly pattern resembling a dried riverbed. Once I had to manipulate, bribe, or otherwise persuade people to orchestrate my schemes, she said, but now I simply take what I want. She whipped her tail forward, smashing the statue to the ground. She smiled, eyes glinting, as it shattered into a thousand pieces of rubble and dust. Cassiopeia flushed with pride as she considered her handiwork. Her life as a noble was over, yes, but never had she felt such boundless power coursing through her veins. She slithered back onto the rooftops, her mind a whirl with ideas. Her next victim would offer her a far greater challenge. for listening appreciate all of you jumping on uh if i'm if the numbers are correct there's almost 300 of you guys maybe 200 i don't know it's just uh, shocking and i think really humbling so to all of you who listen across the world whether it's morning good day if it's night good evening if it's middle day i hope your lunch goes well um thanks again for listening and yeah next week i think i have my final uh, fan request that I have received lined up to go out, and I hope you enjoy it. But for now, thanks again, again, and again, 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 again. <laughs> I'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>